For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Mortcast. Before I get started, I'd like to talk to you about Blanchard Family Wines, located between 18th and 19th in Blake and Moisey in beautiful lower downtown Denver, Colorado. Just a couple blocks away from Coors Field, right in the middle of the dairy block. Uh, now's the time to get down there and get yourself a bottle. Uh, if you go to bfwdenver.com, you can have uh, particularly that bottle of 2017 Cabernet shipped to you or delivered to you, or you can pick it up curbside, or you can just go down to Blanchard Family Wines and try any number of their wonderful, delicious wines. That 2017 Cabernet is really, really, really good. Um, but you can also get the Pinot, you can get some Malbec, some Syrahs, partnerships with Western Slope um, wineries called Cold Taurus, Storm Cellars, Restoration. All of those places uh, really will just, it, it's a great place to go to just experience Colorado. This is really a local Colorado business in the beautiful dairy block. Um, the All-Star Game is going to be going on, so obviously there's going to be that happening there. But, you know, outside from that, there's just so much more to do. And it's really a great place to just kind of sit for about an hour, have some, talk with some friends, and enjoy some great, great wine. Go to bfwdenver.com, get some swag, or order yourself a bottle. You can also reserve a place uh, downtown if you want to kind of guarantee you get an outside seat or something like that they are also on facebook and instagram under blanchard family wine so you can see kind of they post post a ton of pictures on particularly their in uh their instagram i suggest you check that out a lot of good stuff there once again they're located between 18th and 19th and blake and wazi in beautiful lower downtown denver colorado just a couple blocks away from coors field right in the middle of the dairy block when you go in or you talk to them tell them jeff morton from csg podcast sent you there what is up, everybody? Thank you all for joining me on the latest Mortcast, part of the CSG Network. I'm, of course, your host, Jeff Morton. Okay, um, I'm preparing my series, uh, my first series to start my off-season, you know, exploration of just a single subject, and they're going to be, like I said, about four episodes each, kind of do a deep dive, and I, I'm kind of looking forward to this. So that's going to be coming soon, but I wanted to get up this podcast to kind of talk about the finals. Um, this is going to get me get people angry at me. Um, but I, I, I get it, but this is the kind of the way I'm looking at it. I don't have a ton of interest in this finals. Um, I'll be honest with you, both Milwaukee and Phoenix do nothing for me as far as interest goes. It has nothing to do with the cities. It has everything to do with the teams. Um, I think if Atlanta had made it, I would have been more interested, I'll be honest with you, because that, that is a good story. Other than Giannis, I just don't see a lot in um, Milwaukee that I didn't, you know, that I'm really interested in. Uh, to put it, you know, bluntly, there's not a lot there that I can hold on to. But there's, you know, Phoenix, I guess, is an interesting story. Although, I mean, let's be let's be frank, folks. Um, first series, they're heading towards defeat to the Los Angeles Lakers. They're down to one and Davis gets injured, and we saw what happened. Um, they go to the next series against the Nuggets. Jamal Murray's out. Um, you got a half half of Will Barton playing, and you have a uh, P.J. Dozier out. 
and no, no Jamal Murray, as I said, and yeah, so they benefit from that. And then they, their next series against the Clippers, no Kawhi. Um, and they were able to kind of like, we're, we're almost like the Nuggets last year, they were able to ride favorable matchups into the finals, which is fine. I mean, that's nothing against Phoenix. It's You, you can only play the people in front of you, right? Um, but, I don't know. I just don't have a lot of ton of interest. Like I said, if Atlanta had made it, I would have been a lot more interested in this uh, finals. Um, you know, I guess you could create storyline out of Chris Paul, you know, finally getting a chance to play in the finals, or, you know, the guy who chose to stay in Milwaukee, all this stuff. It has nothing to do with market here. It has everything to do with the teams. I'm just not very interested in either team. Um, but that's just me. I'll watch them, but it's kind of like, eh. You know, I don't have a ton of interest in it. I think Phoenix will probably win. Uh, I've, I've kind of picked the Phoenix Suns in five here, particularly with Giannis out. And again, Phoenix benefiting from an injured star. I think Giannis will probably be out for game one. Um, I, You know, it is what it is, right? So, um, uh, yeah, that's what I see. I see Phoenix in five. I think... I think um, Milwaukee has kind of a terminal, the same terminal problem that the injured Nuggets did in that they don't have enough shooting. And you really need to have shooting to beat this uh, Phoenix team. And the the Clippers made it out of series because they were shooting lights out. And you're going to need, to, because they, they naturally force you into, you know, Phoenix does, into doing what you don't do best and let the Nuggets team just... This Nuggets team just doesn't have, um, didn't have that, and this this you know Bucks team is not exactly with us, particularly with DiVincenzo out. They don't have a ton of shooting, and it's going to be hard. They're going to just wall off Giannis and do what everyone else does to the Bucks, but they weren't able to do this 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 kind of run. And quite frankly, the Bucks were fortunate that they got Atlanta, a team that um, probably was fortunate to be in the position they were. Um, so. Um, I kind of think this will be a, a, a gentleman sweep for the, uh, for the Suns. I hope I'm wrong, though. Um, I, going forward, uh, people are going to talk about a lot about the ratings. I'll be honest with you folks. Do not be surprised if the ratings are down. Um, and I don't look for ratings to rebound. And this, has, I, this will be nothing really to do with the market. I think it's going to be more to do with the fact that we're right in the middle of the summer. And I don't think ratings will bounce back until the NBA gets back on a normal schedule, uh, until the finals are in early to mid-June. Um, uh, that is just the way these will be. I just don't think the ratings are going to rebound until the normal schedule starts. I mean, there's a muscle memory here, and I think people are just used to having the NBA season wrap up mid-June. Uh, so... I think that is primarily the reason. Um, we got the Olympics coming up. Uh, in the middle of summer, it is just hard to get a lot of ratings. I'm sure Major League Baseball's ratings even dip, and they're the only sport generally that goes on at that time. So, I, you know, look, I'm not – just just don't freak out about the ratings being down. Um, like I said, don't, don't fall into the narrative that this is just a couple small market teams. The ratings will be down because of the time of year. It's much like last year during the bubble. Um, until the league resets back to its normal thing, 
Uh, it's just going to be struggle to get those eyeballs. And it's harder to get views in the middle of July than it is to get, uh, you know, uh, than in mid-June. So just keep that in mind. You know, the, the narrative always comes up here, but, you know, I just dismiss the narrative. It's not why... I mean, the the two lowest-rated finals uh, in the modern era have been two San Antonio series. It was um, San Antonio versus the uh, the Pistons and San Antonio versus uh, um, the, the, the Cavs in 2007. Um, the Cavs won probably actually had a ratings boost because LeBron was there and even then that was a it was a sweep and it was it was not pretty. Um the Detroit one was a seven game series that was one of the ugliest seven games. Maybe the I people always talk about the ninety four finals being the the ugliest seven game no no no. The ugliest seven game finals was the two thousand five uh Spurs Pistons finals. And the the manner of play, I think, was went a long way to inspiring the league to change rules, to increase spacing, and all that stuff. Um, that after that finals, it really became an emphasis on more spacing. Uh, and the reason why is because that finals was ugly. Oh my god, it was hard to watch. Um, so. There is there is that going on, but it, and honestly, the, the small market thing. I think I'll be honest with you, folks. The small market thing is kind of a crutch that small market teams use to blame some things that go wrong. I'll be honest with you. If it's a good series, it's a good series. Um, I and that's all you got to concentrate on. And I think I I personally, because I have no interest, really, I don't have any dog in this hunt. Um, for this particular thing, I'll watch it because you know. Quite frankly, I'm a I'm a been a you know basketball fan for thirty you know four years. I'll watch it. I don't. My heart is not in it. And if these games get bad, bad, I will change the channel. So I may be part of the problem here, but I just don't have a ton of interest in, this, in these two teams. Um, like I said, that has nothing to do with market. It has everything to do with just. I don't find Milwaukee particularly compelling um, outside of Giannis. And um, the, the the Suns are more compelling, but eh, it's just I, I don't have anything. But that's just me. Okay, don't, don't go based on me. So we're going to take a break. And we're going to next up, uh, we're going to kind of wrap up some odds and ends of this Nuggets offseason. And, uh, yeah, we'll go from there. Now I'd like to talk to you about DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. McGregor versus Poirier, I think that's his name. Three is all set for UFC 264. And DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of USC, has a knockout offer for this weekend's draft uh, fight. DraftKings is offer is offering 264 to 1 odds on a knockout in the first round of Sunday's main event. If the rubber match ends in the first round knockout, you walk away with cash. Just pick the main event fighter and if uh, and, and that you think will win by the first round knockout, and, and DraftKings Sportsbook will give you 264 to 1 odds on that fighter. That's right, $1 on McGregor versus Poirier to win in the first round knockout. 
uh, you win $264. There's no better way to put uh, your MMA knowledge to the test than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. Don't worry if MMA is not for you, like me. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook offers great odds and promotions on basketball, hockey, and so much more. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code MHS when you sign up to turn $1 into $264 uh, when you when you bet on a main event fighter to win by a first round knockout, place your bet and watch the fist fly this weekend. That's promo code MHS to turn one dollar into two hundred and sixty four dollars. Only a DraftKings sportsbook must be twenty one or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred five two two forty seven hundred. All right, I, I have not been watching FIBA. Uh, people tell me that uh, Vlatko Chanchar looked pretty good. Uh, I have not been watching uh, many other the past. I've been preparing a lot on this series that I'm going to be presenting to you. Um, I'm trying to step up my game here on CSG. So um, I have been doing recording some Gen X, Gen X shows. Um, the series I'm working on right now is uh, goth music. The first one is going to be posting tomorrow, so I look forward to giving giving you guys that. Um, but outside of that, you know, look, we've got or the Nuggets are deep, deep, deep in the off season right now, and it's been a while since there hasn't been a lot of anticipatory moves that they can make. Um, the the thing about this Nuggets offseason that people need to understand is that the money will be constricting. No matter if they had an owner who was a free-wheeling, free-spending owner, or if they had an owner like Stan Kroenke who was more careful with it, um, the money is just going to be constricting because the Nuggets, where they are against the cap, and the fact that the cap will not likely move. Um coming into next year. So it's it's just, it is what it is, folks. Um... Obviously, you know, we can think about potential trades and all that stuff, but I don't anticipate this Nuggets team uh, taking advantage of a, uh, uh, unless something comes up, but I don't anticipate the Nuggets making a big move. The big moves the Nuggets have for coming into this offseason is de- deciding what to do with Aaron Gordon and deciding what to do with uh, Michael Porter Jr.'s uh, extension. Uh, Tim Connolly has always already indicated to us what he will, you know, that he wants to take care of Michael Porter Jr. Um, the Aaron Gordon thing is interesting. Um, I think they would like to keep Gordon um, longer than his last year. Uh, we will find out. Uh, it's going to be interesting because the, mo- the, the, the money is real. The money issues are real. They, and it's largely because they have two max contracts. They have Jokic and Murray already on, well... The same max contracts, but Jokic took a little bit less. Murray is making more money. Um, it is what it is, but they, they're going to have, basically, for most of next year, you're going to have the value amount of uh, of uh, Jamal Murray's uh, injury playing against uh, the the rest of the year. And I'm wondering if they could get an injury exception. Hmm. I wonder if they've that's a that's just thought of that as I was talking right now. I don't I don't know if they can. I think they may be eligible at bit for that because Jamal's going to be out for most of the year next year. Um, that'll be something to talk about. I'm going to have to ask some people. But look, I don't anticipate Paul Millsap coming back. Um, 
Jermichael Green has a decision to make on his player option. Will Barton has a decision to make on his player option. There are some, you know, there's ways they can maneuver. Um, the Porter extension wouldn't hit until the year after next year. Um, so they would have that ability to kind of you know, bone up for next year in anticipation for that deal. Same thing with uh, with uh, Aaron Gordon. We're, it's just there's there's decisions to make on their own players is what I'm saying. And I like look there are elements of Nuggets Twitter who really want Paul Millsap back on a veteran deal. I don't see how that benefits the Nuggets. Um, if you're going to try to play Zeke Naji, um, you are going to have to, you know, there's just sometimes, as I've said with Malone over and over, the reason, I mean, Tor Craig is in the finals right now with Phoenix, right? But he was on the Bucks before. So either way, he would have been on the finals participating team. Um, the reason Tory Craig is not here is because Tory Craig would have got probably in the way of Michael Porter Jr. Um, developing. Um, and sometimes you have to remove a coach's preferred inclination in order to get the people you want developed in there. And I think Millsap, if he came back, would kind of stand in the way of Zeke Naji being able to play more than, you know, he needs to play more. Um, and I think that would be the consideration for Millsap not returning on a veteran deal. Um, then more than anything else, you need you need to have Najee play because the Nuggets need more flexibility in their second unit. Um, they need a guy who could probably play four and five, even though Najee, I think, is probably more of a three, but uh, a tall three. But, you know. At this finals, this run in the playoffs showed that you need to be need to be able to play play both big and small, and the Nuggets got the big part down. They need to be able to play small. So, I think that's going to influence their decision there. I do not know about Mike Jermichael Green. I don't know that is up to him. I don't know what his goals are. Uh, I don't know what the financial landscape is going to look like this uh, um, this uh, off season. So, but he does have a decision to make coming up soon, and so does Will Barton. And Will Barton. I I think Barton gets too much criticism but his the things he does are loud and it's just he's a he's a I go back and forth on Will. Sometimes I think yeah, this is great. Sometimes I think he is just bringing the team down single-handedly. And guys like that you never know, but it's up to him. It's up to him. If he thinks that he can hit the market and get what he needs to get, then he's going to decline his player option. Or he could pick it up and think, well, I could hit it again in the next offseason, right? And which the Nuggets, I don't believe, won't. Um, he will be eligible for um, the next percentages of raises because it would be his second con third contract, I think, if I ever get my – get the right numbers down because I think by the end of that he'll be 10 years in the league and when you hit the 10 years in the league you bump up in your percentage uh, of the cap so he may take that into consideration if he just accepts this option and plays on this last year for 14 a little under 15 million 
then uh, he can enter into his 10th year in the league and uh, hit the next percentage if he balls out this next year. So that's something to think about. All right, well, I'll be back with a uh, new series of podcasts on uh, on NBA slash Nuggets lore. I hope you all enjoy this. Uh, in the meantime, I'll be talking to you later. And uh, be sure and check out the Gen X Show podcast. I'll be posting that on the C- at CSG underscore network Twitter account. Uh, Gen X Show is all about goth music, and it's going to be about four podcasts on it. I hope you all enjoy All right. Thank you all for joining me this time on CSG. I'll be talking to you later. Goodbye. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.